hi, everybody. I'm, I'm in a hotel room in Boulder, Colorado, doing my Gaia gig. And uh, I just wanted to uh, bring some information forward to you because I've been hearing such horrible, desperate stories from people about the state of the world, the state of their emotions, that they don't really want to be here anymore. And this is from people who are normally very powerful and upbeat. I thought, it's time we take a look at the truth of what lies ahead. Toward that end, I decided to interview Lori McDonald a couple of days ago. Lori, of course, uh, you know her as a very well-respected regressionist, but she also does progressions, takes people into the future. So I wanted to take a look through various lenses, including her subject's lens and those of Sarah Breastman's and many others as to what the world looks like in the future so we can get some reality around this subject. And let me tell you, it's not as bad as you think. So let's go to Lori. Lori, it's good to see you again and have this happy conversation. We need a happy conversation and it's not gratuitous. I'm just tired of the BS. Yeah, well, you can't get a whole picture of any situation unless you contemplate all probabilities and possible outcomes. So if everybody's just clearly focusing on the negative, then, you know, you might be manifesting that in your reality. And so it's pretty important to be aware of our thoughts and of our words, because we are co-creators here. We can't run around blaming and shaming and then expecting somebody to swoop in and (laughs) And save save us. (laughs) Right. Well, we're not in a place where we need to be saved. Right. You know, although I know there are things happening in the world today and it does seem frightening, it's not new. It's not anything people haven't lived through before. And we can always learn and move forward. And again, collectively, Maybe people should try moving their thoughts and energy towards the Ukraine or towards the adjustment in Russia or any country or any home that you like. I mean, utilizing the mind and understanding the power of it. A human mind can light every light in LA and Los Angeles County. It has amazing abilities when we begin to see that and I've had my own glimpse into the future and although you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet um, I do believe that (laughs) the outcome is worth it yeah things will get a little messy but isn't that how we learn. That is how humans learn. And the reason I wanted to talk to you is not not only your vision which you're going to bring to the table I'll bring a vision of mine to the table and a progression, which is a regression going forward into life um, that I've had. But you have a lot of clients that you work with and repeatedly they go into a progressed reality. In other words, our future and report back to you what they're seeing. And there is consistency in it. So that's that's why I was excited to have this particular talk with you. We haven't done this one before. And I think the time is right. Yeah, the time is totally right. Um you know, my, my philosophy is there are really only two things to master as a human. One is fear and one is love. And when we begin to move out of the fear and internalize and embrace a personal love, it creates the opportunity for us to love others. And so when you move into a progressive state from that a healthy, adjusted attitude 
then you're creating a high energy glimpse into the highest possible or the highest energy frequency outcome of your combined lives and thoughts. So not only can you begin to propagate the deepest of internal healings, but it's sort of like the buck stops here. You can, you can balance your entire ancestral bloodline by staying in your power and shifting that energy into the desired outcome. And that desired outcome, we all want the same things. We all want love. We all want peace. We all want adventure and love and opportunity. Yeah, I said love twice because that's how important it is. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself there. No, but seriously, you know, it really does have a lot to do with that. It's our emotional energy that's the catalyst to the manifestation of our thoughts. So with that, what I'd like to do is jump right into it. We'll, we'll cover as much as we can in the time allotted. We're going to chat for about 40, 45 minutes. So let's talk about a couple of clients first of yours some of the clients and what they've been seeing. Then I'd like uh, to talk about, you and I talked about this privately recently. We we're reflecting back to Project Looking Glass where they started running mathematical models and every single one pointed to the same thing. We're headed to a better future, not a worse one. And we'll talk about that too. So dive into a couple of clients first and I'll save your vision uh, and my vision for the end of the conversation. Yes, one in particular, um, an extraordinary man, um, highly intelligent, uh, in fact, a savant. And so he's done both past life and future life regression work with me. And it is based kind of mathematically under at least the idea of probability. And what he can foresee looking back and seeing where we are, giving us a good idea of what the outcomes can be, he does see a shifting. Um, his belief too is that we are in the age of confluence and that this is sort of a, a huge mark for mankind. It's the next step in our personal and collective evolution. And I, I don't necessarily mean that we'll get bigger thumbs for texting. I believe that that next evolutionary step has more to do with our ability to uh, perceive different cosmic energies that will dissolve the sheath over the pineal gland, opening to a transparency through telepathy. He's explained this and saw it in a way where people's emotional work has corrected, where there's really only so far you can go in self-defeat or not feeling happy. There comes a point where we have to begin to heal. And through that, you're opening the possibilities to whatever it is you can dream. We've created everything thus far. It sounds like you're saying we start working through the emotional stuff that has burdened humanity. And isn't that how it goes when you're just, you've done it all, you're absolutely exhausted and there's finally you, you, you surrender to it and you start rebuilding. Do you think from what you're seeing with all of your hypnotherapy clients that we're at a place where people are feeling that slump before surrender because of all the events the last two years? Yeah, I think so. I think they're at their wits end. 
um, confused or adamant and uh, becoming very controlling in their lives. And you see that when you're really exerting a lot of control over things, that that's a symptom of anxiety. And sometimes we just don't change until it hurts and people are hurting right now. And so now is the time to change. And other uh, regressions or progressions that um, I've been able to see have been absolutely um, amazing in understanding how the world changes into tiers of cities, uh, different tier cities in each city fully responsible for certain things, maybe where all of the designers live or where all of, you know, and that's a choice. And so it's big communities. And I think that's really the word is communities. So cities are more communal in in all of their likes and beliefs. And so they're progressing in that way and working together. And again, unity, community, understanding where we're hurting. But this really does uh, play out in some of the things where they tell me the foods uh, that they eat, where (laughs) they're interesting um, combinations of foods Uh, say like, for instance, um, hybrid foods like a potato and onion combo. (laughs) Oh, okay. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, why not? I guess it makes, you know, prepping quicker. (laughs) (laughs) Or flavoring, I'm not quite sure. Well, it uh, certainly eliminates one step in the process. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I do like to see that sort of advancement. Uh, They did also talk about uh, artificial intelligence and bots or... uh, non-sentient beings that are developing and working but instead of them you know the population which was huge compared to what it is now and that was one of the differences the earth was far more populated but in a way that was sustainable as we're able to learn new technologies And you and I talked a little bit about this off camera and um, it had to do a few days ago. And you had mentioned that Elon Musk's position is that the world, if it were properly outfitted, both in terms of our own consciousness and our own intelligence, but also our technology, and we're not far from it. In fact, a lot of this is already being utilized. If we were using the right kinds of technology to uh, fuel our homes, our vehicles, to grow our foods uh, cleanly and efficiently, that our planet can actually support far more people than are here now. Well, and we I, need far more to be yes. become a clever and ingenious and come up with ideas. And, you know, the population absolutely needs to grow so that it can be seeded with uh, the next level of intelligence as each new generation comes fully equipped with everything. So that's really what it's about, getting those numbers so that, you know, creating desalinization plants to provide water in Africa, to create agriculture, uh, to build um, greenhouses that are, you know, changing the tint on the windows so we're not burning crop. All of these things really are within our reach. And when the people begin to act on our highest self and for each other, 
that's really when we'll begin to implement some of these technologies. It's not out of our reach. No, they've already been created. They just have, it's not easy to monetize them just yet. And that always comes down to the way our financial structures are, um, which tends a little bit toward profit and greed at this point in time, that's going to have to go through an adjustment too. So everyone has a relative profit in what they're doing that serves humanity. And I do think that's within grasp too, as it's already being done in some of the smaller communities around the planet. Human rights, you know, everybody has the right uh, to live comfortably, to be educated, uh, to be healthy. They have a right to, have roots. And if you can't give them roots, then you better give them the freedom of wings to be able to do what the people want to do. You cannot push them one way or the other. We were hitting that point of creating a society where people can be comfortable. And, you know, maybe a little less violence might go a a long way. Yeah. And also when going back to the notion that if we can live a little more peacefully among one another, not use polluting and damaging technologies, not eat damaging food and so forth. We actually, uh, I think it was projected 15 years ago, I met a woman named Lorraine Day who gave me a map where this had all been projected out. If you took people and they each had their their acre or half acre of land, whatever it was that required a level of sustenance and adequate supplies of water to use intelligently that you could fit. Now, don't don't skewer me or throw rotten tomatoes at me if I'm wrong on this. But she said at that time, 15 years ago, the Earth's population could essentially fit in the state of Texas. Now, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but that's how they had modeled it. The point is, we can all live on this Earth if we do it intelligently and in, with respect and in, and in partnership with Mother Earth. It's And so this whole thing, this whole notion, there are too many of us Uh, We're bad. We're ruining everything. We're entirely responsible for the shifting of the climate, which shifts all the time anyway. You know, that's a whole different subject than getting into, you know, climate change versus global climate change versus not polluting. These are two different subjects and we are polluting everything pretty much. And that has to stop. But to blame the dying of our planet and our species on our, our bad behavior, we could be more responsible, but Lori, that's not how the story ends because we are no. starting to grow up. These inventions are coming to the front. So, well, yeah, and maybe what people don't realize is one should expect some global warming because we are, in fact, at the end of an ice age. Yes, and just have a look at that. That you'll see that this is the new is happening. Yeah, I mean, you can climb to the top of the Sandia Mountains in New Mexico and find fossils that were once at the bottom of the ocean. I mean, so that we can expect some changes. And we can see in parts of Asia, um, 200 miles in from the waterline are full cities built, but unoccupied, as if maybe they are anticipating some type of water scale shifting. And if that's the case, that's okay. You know, we can handle whatever it is and we'll be able to move through it. And hopefully, you know, when everything settles, we'll be better off for it. Yes, it's not going to happen in a day. There will be a lot of preparation and there will be a lot of evidence over time as things shift, as water starts rising, et cetera. But these are, again, very natural 
cosmic cycles as well. And we have to keep that in mind, right? Right. Absolutely. This is a huge cycle and people have done quite well. I mean, really, if it were up to the people, I don't think there'd be as much uh, war on the planet. You know, that's a a whole different, holy, that's a (laughs) religious based (laughs) type of uh, issue uh, and power and abuse of power for governing and controlling and suppressing the conscious expansion of humanity. And, And that whole church thing is really, without offending anybody, it is not a church of the highest God. It's the church of, Petra or Peter, it is the church of man and not one of higher inspiration. We do have that in us. We have the ability to do that. And when I work with people who come back and explain to me things that, you know, they sound like they sound heavenly. Okay. They sound blissful and beautiful and they're very solid in what they're seeing in their future lives, just as solid as a past life regression. And it's quite amazing when you see when a person is relaxed, and it is my personal belief that all healing, all change, all growth begins with our ability to relax, to relax the emotional body, to just understand that really in this moment, everything's okay (laughs) in this moment, you know, we could just take it step by step being present and, and we're not currently under attack of any kind that we can't handle. (laughs) I hear you. So now I'm going to insert a couple of other people. Uh, I've Mm -hmm. interviewed uh, Sheila Gillette a number of times, the Theo group. And the Theo group insists that we're heading to a higher and better ground, that our actual um, spiritual growth is moving toward a higher dimension, which is going to bring our third dimensional slash fourth dimensional earth reality into a higher, more cohesive level of being where we are behaving more intelligently, where governments serve the people Mm -hmm. instead of the other way around. Theo's been pretty accurate, I will say. And they've held to that now for almost 50 years and said, no, you're going to a better place. Uh, So that's another bit of evidence coming from someone who has channeled for 50 years in this Mm -hmm. coming up. So um, I wanted to add that, uh, You yourself had had, uh, let's go ahead and get to that. You yourself had had your own visions of the future. And I kind of like to go ahead and hear that before I bring up some other work. Right. And and as far as the word vision, really, I think most accurately is um, spiritually guided vision. Yes. And from a place where I brought back uh, an enormous amount of information, my understanding of fourth and fifth dimensional consciousness thinking and what the earth will look like as we move out of the higher third dimension and move into fourth dimension. It'll look just like this. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but we'll have changed. The energy will have changed. Our thoughts will have changed. And really, here's the defining thing. The way into the fourth dimension is to do your emotional work third dimension is it has a gravitational pull of energy if your energy is free then your thoughts are unconditionally loving and non-judgmental 
and you're coming from that perspective of higher frequency emotions. Third dimensional energies can't exist there. It has to be the fourth dimensional consciousness, awareness and thinking. And that does come with the ability to control the thoughts because in the fourth dimension, which is a short-lived time, really, there is instant manifestation of our thoughts. Once we understand how our thoughts will be instantly manifested and the harm that we can do if we're carrying or harboring any form of negativity, then there's no survival for you. But moving through the fourth dimension and the consciousness there is when we move into the true bliss, the biggest outcome. And that is what they showed me. And it was, I can only say, a, a golden planet. It was a golden time. Was golden age. It was really, truly the golden age that I saw exactly that and felt like rippling waves of peace of love, just a weightlessness of being, of existing. And truly the spiritual guidance that brought me there, I, I only am back now because, <laughs> because I have a huge attachment <laughs> to, to the earth, um, namely my children in my family. And because they were younger when this happened, I knew that. Uh, it was imperative that uh, they had my guidance. And so I'd rather than that, I, I forgot everything about the old way and was totally ready. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this video because if you are, there are dozens more like it on my site, all supported by people like you. So if you'd like to keep this work rolling in and join our community, just click on the Patreon button at reginameredith.com. That also gives you access to insider commentary, my live book club, and other live events with special guests. So join in. Thanks. Well, I have to say, in uh, maybe 30 years ago or so, in speaking with my group, my soul group, my guides, um, they were explaining to me, I was asking questions. I mean, what is, what does our future look like? Because the cycle of worry has been going on well forever, but certainly since around 2000, you know, the turn of the millennia and then nine yeah. 11, everything, the fear got ratcheted mm -hmm. up and the fear egregores started feeding off of us, you know? Um, and they said, no, it very similar to what you just said. They said, your earth looks Everything looks very, it's the same as what you have right now. You can say that it is a more intelligent, kinder uh, earth where people are more like-minded and working more um, companionably to, uh, to meet whatever their ends are. We're working more in a collaborative way instead of a competitive way. Mm -hmm. And they said it's, just, it's simply the benefit of having a more advanced like-minded people together. And so it was actually quite, beautiful. It's not a denigration at all. Yet at the same time, it's kind of weird. Every time I ask whether it's Sheila Gillette's Theo group, Belinda Womack's Archangels, a disease through Lee Harris, my own guides and so forth about this period we're in and who is trying to manipulate us and pull the strings. They don't want to talk about that. None of them will talk about it. They just say, yes, this is happening. And the implication is you need to find your way through this. And I think you already touched on it, Lori, the yeah. notion of taking a breath, 
of having faith, of developing a love, more loving heart. Mm -hmm. So take it away on that because some of the people that you are regressing are in contact with these forces that are trying to tamp humanity down and keep us in a lower depressed, powerless state. Um, I'm so fortunate uh, to be able to work with people literally all over the world and seeing some of the commonalities among the regression work, um, it really does indicate that maybe things will get a little messy, but we'll move through that rapidly and begin to create the change that will lead to that golden era. And at the end of the day, we can't expect anyone to save us because as all good parents know, we the best that we can do is provide everything for our child, teach them everything we know so that one day they don't need us anymore and they can stand on their own two feet. Bittersweet, but that's how you know you did your job. Well, it's the same thing on a higher level in the universe. The powers that be, you know, they've taught us what we need to know. We know it's up to us now to be able to have the inner power, the strength to control any out of control ego so that we can work together in a non-competitive way where the ego doesn't need to be fed. You don't need to be the best. You don't have to be number one. You can just do your best. And, and that's enough, right? That would be called intrinsic motivation when you do something for the right reason, because it feels right, as opposed to an external one, which would be a, a rabbit chasing that carrot, you know, that externalized success. As we begin to pull those energies more inside of us and understand the intrinsic motivation in that that changes us on a, a DNA level, because in those energies, our hormones are changing. We're spiking different proteins. We're literally changing our own DNA. And we can do that. We do that every day and not in a positive way. So when we're more aware of what we're doing, we really can create what it is. It's all up to us. Understanding the mind, body, and the spiritual catalyst. It's a holistic approach. And until we bring those energies in, we're only going to get a facade. <laughs> I agree with that. And, you know, it's interesting just recently when things are out of balance and, and I'm feeling like pressured myself and what is going on, you're, we're kind of getting it from all angles right now. Our friends and family are getting it from all angles. We tend to go out of balance on a number of levels. And you just mentioned one, and that is eating habits. You know, we'll start grabbing for things that give a quick serotonin or dopamine uh, fix. But I, I started backing off and saying, hold on and just sit there for a minute and think, what is my body asking me for right now? And surprise, surprise, it was nothing like what I was going to just grab. I think even taking enough time to do simple little exercises like that, that start creating a more whole base for ourselves emotionally, physically, and mentally, isn't a bad idea. Any thoughts that you have along that line, little yeah. tricks? Learning the different parts of the psyche. You know, we have an inner child, an inner rebel, an inner observer. And so call upon the inner observers, check in what is going on 
What, what, what am I feeling like? Do I want to feel like this? And if you don't want to feel like that, just sit with yourself, do the solar plexus exercises. It's placing your hands on the solar plexus and breathing in and just simply seeing that you're reacting. So ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Sit with it. The truth will effervescently bubble up into your awareness. It will reveal itself. And when it does, as the inner observer watches, ask yourself, is that a real fear or an imagined fear? Mm-hmm. And a real fear is happening now. You know, the fight or flight is kicking in and you're in danger. But if it could happen, it might happen. Happened before, <laughs> that's imagined. And that's not real. And with both scenarios, you just simply ask yourself, what is my next empowered step? You're not going to get the answer. If you don't ask the question, ask the questions, you'll be surprised what you have to say to yourself on that higher inner dialogue. You're you're absolutely right. And we're all guilty of not asking the question of going into a reactive mode rather than a responsive mode. And so I think that's an excellent idea. Sit and look at, as you just said, which part of your being this is coming from, and then check into the veracity of this. Is this true or is this just a habit? It's something I tell myself, right? Maybe your inner child just, you know, needs a hug. <laughs> exactly. Um, I wanted to bring up also um, Project Looking Glass. We were talking about that. So go ahead and explain that for those who are not familiar with it and have not heard of this particular modeling. From my understanding, it's a technical device, possibly extraterrestrial in nature, that gives a computer or quantum computer uh, probable outcome of a scenario. And you tell it this is happening and this will tell you, the computer will tell you what the future holds for that. And I believe it's been used before. It's not always 100% right uh, because I believe it predicted that Hillary Clinton uh, would be president, which is why she took it so bad. Uh, because you thought it was a sort of a sure thing, because generally anything that comes out of that project is a sure thing, but not 100%. Mm -hmm. Change things. And uh, anyway, um, what we can anticipate based on the most probable outcome from Project Looking Glass is a spiritual awakening, an ascension, People might begin to experience different energies. Like you were saying, Regina, people are already feeling a plethora of energies that are affecting them often in a negative way. And so now it's time for us to check in again. Is this our energy or am I receiving this? Begin to understand your own energy, subtle and gross energy so that you can identify what is your own emissions and what you're receiving and begin to take steps to balance that. Um, That's going to make a huge difference. And people could be able to relax again. Yeah. Well, also, you know, just to, just to kind of compile more of a similar viewpoint on this, 
part of the reason I wanted to talk to you now is because my very last interview I did was with Jen Sullivan and she is a regression subject of uh, Sarah Breskman. Mm -hmm. And uh, you and you and Sarah know of each other's work and do a, a similar thing. And Jen is a very lucid person, whether it's in the, in the past or future. Mm -hmm. And again, the same thing kept coming up with Jen and other clients of Sarah's that no, we're moving into this this other place. And I think you hit on it just a moment ago, moving into a place where our spirit and connection with one another is primary over materialism. That to me is what ascension is, what earth ascension is. We move into the spirit and the honoring of an expression of spirit and respect right. of spirit in others versus just becoming what did they, what did they, uh, that rude term George Green told me years ago, being quote, useless eaters that consume, consume for those that profit from it, right? Your wow. thoughts. Well, we are consumers and producers and that's that external continual wheel, but it's not comfortable anymore. And yeah. you can see. Not enough. No, no, no. And look at all of the young people moving into tiny homes or all of these alternative ways so that they can live mortgage free because the pressure now, the burden of that society has created is not allowing a person free expression or of any uh, creative energies, not the way that everybody is allowed to be. And it's not really fair. So we'll push back a little bit and move into that area, but it, it might require a little push, a push internally, an opportunity, just look at the situation. And, you know, the worrying, like you said, everybody's worrying. What will worry get you? It's like being in a rocking chair. You go back and forth, back and forth, but you don't really get anywhere. <laughs> burning out your energy and it's a waste of your energy. And in retrospect, haven't we come through everything so far? We have. And so looking at it from the way you were just talking about it, what I just said a little bit ago, mm -hmm. if we stop and think when we're getting ready to run out and just, just like do something for the sake of doing it or buy something or, or eat or consume something for the sake of it, and we're still restless, that's a good time to start saying, what am I trying to fill? And stop just running and reacting and start analyzing why we're trying to do these things now. That's really simple and every human being can do it. And I think that's the beginning of what people loosely refer to as our ascension is going into conscious mode from unconscious. Right. And, you know, like I said, you got to break a few eggs, yes. an omelet, and it might get a little messy. It might be a little uncomfortable, but it won't kill you. There is no death anyway. <laughs> but True. <laughs> just a, an opportunity, you know, for a, a push. But part of that awakening that might be very uncomfortable is when people do see the truth, uh, the manipulation or greed behind the scenes, uh, an authority that you thought was there in your best interest, only to find out that their biggest interest was the almighty dollar. And when that becomes apparent to people and they really do see the greed, they will feel used and they will make that shift um, a lot faster than people realize. 
Yeah. And it is starting to happen. People blowing back around the world already. And I, I personally, I mean, it can look like you say, it can look a little ragged and ugly on the outside, but it, it's mm-hmm. absolutely essential. We're not going to just waltz in to the new us. It, it, that's not how it works on earth. We don't respond except through pressure. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, we change when it hurts. And I think though, this time uh, it's different for humanity because it's coming in alignment with uh, a quanta of energy, that 10 billion mark. And when the earth, and I believe it's projected to be somewhere uh, between 2030 and 2050 that we hit the 10 billion, it's that quanta of energy that is the full push to the awakening At that point, there'll be so much energy on the earth. We will be huge receivers of the cosmic energy right in alignment with what our scientists, astrophysicists, and so far telling us that the universe as we know it is expanding. And of course, so shall we, because what is above is below, and we are just merely a reflection, a ripple of events. And so when we look at the highest picture, we can really project what we don't need (laughs) alien technology or project looking glass to know the true heart of humanity. Because at the end of the day, the human really only wants peace and love, creative energy, a little exploration and a good time. you know, that's some joy and some pleasure. We're on a beautiful planet. Of course, we want to enjoy the sensuality of this gorgeous planet. And, you know, I think I'll go go ahead and share the little progression I had. It was uh, in a group with Barbara Marks Hubbard leading it. Mm -hmm. And she and I had actually a very similar progression. And it was, uh, it was a bit into the future where we were living in these, it was really sweet. We're living in these little um, domed modular units that could move could be moved. It could be moved with ease through some kind of uh, propulsion that's very clean. You could just lift and gra- uh, gracefully move across the top of the land when you needed to move your home. We were moving in very, we were living in um, very close relationship to the earth. So we could put our little home down in an environment that was surrounded with the kinds of herbs and foods and such that our body was requiring at that time. And there was a plasma screen. Everything was very white. It was beautiful, you know, illuminated. Um, A plasma screen where we could interface with it with our thoughts and connect instantly with one another. Um, So it was just like an interface before pure telepathy, but telepathy was involved. And so it was actually, there was no uh, visible source of energy. It was a zero point, obviously coming from around us. And it was very uh, sustainable, relaxing, satisfying, and uh, again, drenched in our experience of Mother Earth. So that was my progression. Beautiful. So yeah, it was really lovely. And I think that's a little bit down the road, but still, nonetheless, it's not... It's, it was a beautiful outcome. And yeah. I think what you said is true. Um, as we just kind of wrap it up with final thoughts, we are going to have to crack a few eggs to make this omelet. And yes, the earth is going to change. We're going to change. But if we can start asking those, those essential questions of ourselves of what really truly has value and matters, 
that's just going to start hopping us right onto that path. Final thoughts from you, Lori. Well, again, it's like if you can't give the people roots, then give them wings to freedom so that they can create whatever they want. And the human is a light embodied being, has a multidimensional aspect, has a soul, has enormous greatness. You don't just go by the name you have now. You have a soul name. And when you hear that name or the echo of it in the recesses of the mind, you know you're being called to seeing what you haven't seen before. And we're going to be able to handle it. And it's a beautiful outcome. I mean, it would be great if it was just like that. But we know that things don't happen (laughs) overnight. But we're getting very close. And so over the next generations, it's important to let our children know that this is what they can expect, but also give them the outcome. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's why I wanted to do just, just this little show, this little show and let it, let people share it and make its way around because uh, we have to start countering the messaging um, because that messaging, I don't think is coming from healthy places. And it's meant to create more fear and subjugate people even further. And Mm -hmm. we don't need that garbage. We need to know what's, what is actually going to happen according to many wise beings, including you, Lori. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And I'll be seeing you. uh, I guess I'll be seeing you at Gaia pretty soon as well. We're going to have a completely different conversation uh, than I think we meet in uh, a couple months time. So thanks for taking the time uh, to, Uh, share some of yours and some of your clients' experiences of the future. I truly appreciate that brilliant vision. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Regina. Okay. So if you have something you want to dig around in terms of your own past, you can reach Laurie at trueyouhypnotherapy.com or for that matter, your own future. You just have to know that she's got a lot of clients and you might have to wait a few months. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on reginameredith.com.